I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. I think we're live. Good morning. It looks like we're live. Matt Manassi, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. It's uh, yeah. fun. Can't wait. Yeah, wait thanks for doing this today. I, you know, I put the call out, I guess, yesterday to ask for parents whose kids are back out on the courts to come on and talk about what's happening, what they're seeing, and um, didn't get any response. So I don't know what that's about because I know people are out playing. And sure. and I, listen, I'm not here to try and shame anybody or make anybody feel weird about it. I just am curious to know what people's experiences are. So um, let me just throw out really quickly for those of you watching, if you'd like to comment on the live stream we'll see it and we can answer questions that you have or um share your comments if you'd like us to so feel free to type those in so matt first of all where are you physically these days physically i'm in erie pennsylvania what um, okay yeah, i grew i grew up in here uh in erie until i was uh 14 and then i went down to florida so i'm in my childhood home my parents are in florida right now um yeah, it's it's been on. I love coming home. I, I love the people here. I have a lot of uh, friends from middle school still that are that are in town, and uh, you know my coaches from when I was younger, Kelly Irvin. She's she's actually in South Carolina at the moment, but Andy Finley and, and a lot of other tennis people are uh, are back here. So I I, I love being here. Cool. Yeah. And so, what are you up to? So last time I saw you was back in the fall. Yeah. Um, was it the fall? I kind now no, I can't. No, I saw like, you. Uh, we're we're in May right now, so I saw you in February. Oh, February. Or, or the end of January, whenever that was. Yeah. 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 Uh, in Newport with Shelby. Yeah. 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 And shortly after that, Joel took a break from your coach-player relationship, and yeah. you were back in Florida for a while, I think. Right. No. So we. Um, we went to so yeah so we went after Newport went to Midland she won that so we were, we worked together from mid December with like two weeks of preseason through when Indian Wells got canceled yeah um, and then I went to Florida for about three hours and oh. my, mom, <laughs> my mom was concerned that uh, that I was gonna that I had Corona um, oh. because because of I, your I travel for my travel and I got an email from Orange Theory in Palm Springs that said that someone in the studio had coronavirus and so y'all had was, worked out there yeah i'd worked there out there every day so um so she was nervous so I, I came home she's like you can't pet the dog go back to go we're sending you to erie so uh yeah i've been here alone for since i think march 11th were you tested ever no but i i'd never had symptoms i never i i don't orange theory actually like ret retracted that email and said that oh. the person that was in the studio didn't have it they were just around someone that might have had it and yada 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 gotcha but so. you're in the demographic that even if you do get it the chances are you're going to be asymptomatic or have mild symptoms but mm -hmm. that still means you can pass it on to somebody else so sure. you know so you and i were talking before we went live and you were asking if i had the ability to play tennis here i'm in southern california my club opened on monday yesterday I, i'm so lost today's tuesday right 
Yes, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so my club opened yesterday with a whole host of guidelines and rules and sent multiple emails out to the membership, letting us know what they would be doing. And um, and I'm just not there. I'm not ready right. to play. I'm not ready to be out there. I am very lucky that I have alternate means of staying active and my husband is quarantining here with me. My dog is here, so I'm not alone, and I don't feel the need to be in a public space around a bunch of people yet. Um, but I know people are back out on the courts, and so kind of, you know, what I wanted to talk about today, Matt, is what you're hearing from the players that you've worked right. with, from your fellow coaches, um, what's going on, what precautions are people taking, and personally, what what are you doing and what do you feel comfortable with right now? Yeah. Um, I'll go with the first part of it. I mean, from what I'm hearing, I think in Florida, they've been more aggressive with trying to get back on, on court. Uh, one of my former coaches has actually been coaching a lot of the way through this. I I won't say his name probably because he might not want that out there, but he has a private court. He's been doing, um, you know, business as usual the whole time. Really. Um, I don't know for me, I didn't agree with that. Um, why? I just like you, like we said on the call, like, okay, like he is a coach or you or I, we can trust ourselves and what we're doing to take the necessary precautions to keep others and ourselves safe. You don't know what the kids you're working with or their parents or, or, or whatnot, what they're doing. And I just think if there was a, you know, government mandate telling you to stay at home and, and not go to the tennis courts, that should have been something um, divided by. Now that now that it's lifted, um, I think you know, like my buddy in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, he works at Joanne Lee Tennis. Uh, Nate Feldman, he he's back to doing individual one on one lessons, but he's wearing a face mask during. Uh, he's the only one that's allowed to touch the balls with his hands or gloves. Um, so there's a lot of precautions that they're taking, but. I don't know. I understand both sides because teaching pros need to make money um, right now. For sure. But I don't know. I, I would and, – and then the players, obviously the players. I think the players for the most part have been really good about doing everything else other than tennis um, to stay fit from what I've seen and heard. Um, even – I, you know, Nadal came out today and said that he actually – would be fine if they just canceled the whole 2020 season yeah. and got um, you know prepared for the Australian Open in 2021. So um, yeah, and and here I you know I haven't picked up a racket since uh, I left Indian Wells, and I, I've just been playing a lot of pickleball. I, I lined the court. We have a court at our house that doesn't have tennis lines on it actually at the moment, so I just lined it for pickleball. We got a pickleball net, and a couple of people have been coming over and playing. Um, I don't know if it's been you know perfect social distancing, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's the thing. We're seeing all kinds of videos on social media of people getting creative with how to hit balls and how to practice things. USTA, right. I think, has done a really good job of providing information and like the Net Generation Initiative with the tennis at home videos, um, which I've shared on our YouTube channel, I think have been really good. And, and they're, giving kids um, and and players of all ages, really, uh, activities that they can do at home to strengthen maybe some of the 
other areas of their tennis that they might not have worked on otherwise because they felt like they didn't have time. And we've talked about that quite a bit on various live streams I've been doing lately. Um, (laughs) um, Betty, who is the parent that that tweeted back, um, it's her birthday today. So Betty, if you're still on, happy birthday. And uh, if you decide to hop on with us, we'd love to have you. Or if you have comments to share, we'd love to share those too. Anyway, I so I think there are a lot of alternatives, and here I'm touching my face, but I am not. I'm going to go in and wash my hands. Um, <laughs> that's been the hardest thing, I think, the face touching. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, I I don't know. I I wrote an article on Sunday. I think I published on ParentingAces.com with just some of my thoughts over what people can do to make returning to tennis feel safer, whether or not it's actually safer. We don't know, but, and I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scientist. I, you know, it's just basing those ideas on things that I've read and guidelines that have come out from a variety of organizations. But I mean, what's it going to take for you to be back out on the court, Matt? And what precautions would you want to take yourself? And would you want the person on the other side of the net to take? I mean, I think it really depends on what part of the country you're in, too. I mean, being in Erie, Pennsylvania, I would have no problem basically being on the court right now. I think with pickleball, it's truly no different. Um, Because? Uh, Because, I mean, we're a population of 100,000 people. And in total, I think we have have had 86 cases or something like that. Um, And that's, that's throughout this whole time. So... I mean, it's it's really gotten to a pretty low level. Um, I know Pennsylvania's declared it like it, we're in the yellow zone, so now things are going to start opening up again on like May 8th, a little bit more. Um, I mean, I'm still taking the precautions in every other aspect of life in terms of like, like we have to wear the face mask when we go to the grocery store. You know, that's the only time I've, I've been going out at all is to go to the grocery store. So other than, you know, a couple close people who I trust hopefully trust they're doing the same thing coming over to play pickleball that that's all that my interaction is with the outside world at the moment yeah and so if you were going to get back on court and coach juniors for example what are some of the things you would want to do and what are some of the things you would want them to do um i mean obviously everyone has to wash their hands before they get on the court Uh, i would have seating you know definitely six feet apart uh, I'd probably be the one to pick up all the balls, let them sit in their uh, chairs and kind of relax anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, the only the only time you can you you'd have a risk of um, you know sharing germs would be touching the balls. So as long as you eliminate that, um, I think you'd be okay. And and obviously the change of ends and kind of talking to each other has to be from a little bit of a distance now. You're not going to be able to do a lot of technical work, maybe where you're touching their racket or touching their their hand. And it's going to be more repetition-based than just feeding and, and then obviously them playing points. Um, I mean, tennis and golf should be one of the first sports that you think in terms of like locally to get back. And obviously, the travel piece of professional tennis is different. But um, in terms of, you know, it's not basketball where you where you have to pass the ball back and forth. Right. Right. And we saw um, Pam Schreiber posted a video on Twitter a few days ago, which I thought was really good, where she was showing how yeah. you could handle uh, a tennis ball on the court 
and right. not touch it with your hands. And right. even things like, you know, pulling the ball up with your foot, letting it bounce and then hitting it. And that's your right. serve. Right? Right, right. So right. we just modify how we get the points started right. and then play. And, you know, I thought that all made perfect sense. Again, I'm not there yet, but, but I understand how people are utilizing some of these ideas to get out on the court and feel comfortable. Right. Doubles for me, nah, but, um, but singles, I don't know. And I, I, I think to your point as well that you made earlier, you know, before we got on the call was that you have plenty of other ways to stay fit and stay active and, and you've been creative in, in that, you know, whether it be just walking around your neighborhood or, or whatever it may be. And I think, you know, being here alone in Erie, that's something that I've had to do, whether like, I've gone on two mile runs and, you know, every little bit I, I do a you know, 10 second sprint, you know, and, and I, that, I do that for two miles and uh, do different agility things around the neighborhood. And, and I just think that type of stuff is lost a little bit in today's generation. Right. Um, because everything has been so personalized and uh, you hire a fitness coach, you hire a tennis coach, you hire this and that. And I think this time to reset can kind of give kids like, you know what, if they really want to get better and they want to stay fit, like there's a lot you can do on your own. You can do push-ups, you can do pull-ups, you can run around the neighborhood. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do, especially as the weather gets nice um, to, to stay fit, active and, and engaged in the sport. Well, and I have to say, you know, for kids that have been on this junior development, this elite junior development pathway for however long they've been on it, um, I understand why they're concerned and itching to get back on the court, especially the kids that are either in or approaching high school and have a goal of college tennis and you know, they want to be back out playing. They want to be competing. They want their UTR to go up. They want their ranking to go up. But interestingly, I was on um, the UTR webinar yesterday with Tim Russell, and he had a panel of coaches from all the different divisions. And one of the things that really jumped out at me from that call was the fact that the college coaches are saying, okay, we get that nobody's out playing, nobody's out competing. So what now is really important is communication between the student athlete or the prospective student athlete and the college coach. Stay in touch. Tell us what you're doing to keep yourself ready to hit the courts once everything's open back up. Tell us what you've been doing, you know, in terms of mental training or fitness training. Um, tell us what research you've done to let you know that our program might be the right fit for you. And so I thought all of that was really good information and maybe would take pressure off of the kids and their parents feeling like, oh, my gosh, you know, I don't want to lose any ground. here. Right. Yeah, and no, I, I college coach. I so what are your thoughts on that? No, I agree completely. I mean, just I mean, it's not just tennis every industry is in the same exact position right now. Everyone's at a standstill. Everyone's, you know, not gaining ground, but, but no one's gaining ground. So in a sense, um, we're all in the same position and with college coaching, um, it's the, it's the same exact thing. Uh, and I, I think you're going to see a lot of better coaches actually come out of this. I've been on a lot of zoom calls with, um, you know, Chris Young has, has, uh, put together a group of coaches. Uh, we have a zoom call every Monday, 
I've been on a part of another one with Brian Slack and Kevin Fulton just talking about ways to make college tennis better. Um, and I think it's, you know, you're always, as a coach and as a player, you're so focused on what's next. And you're so you're always in this competitive, um, you know, mindset. And now everyone gets a chance to just stop and breathe and reset and kind of think about what they've done in the past, how they can be better moving forward. Um, it puts a lot of things into perspective because tennis isn't the, the, the most important thing in the world right now. There's a lot of other things going on. People are losing their jobs. Uh, they can't put food on the table. So I think uh, to look inside and realize what's important is going to bring a lot of you know better people and coaches and players back on the court once this is all done. I agree. And I, you know, it has been interesting to sit in on some of these calls and kind of eavesdrop on some of the conversations happening yeah. behind the scenes. Um, we don't know what college tennis is going to look like yeah. for this coming year. We don't even know if college campuses are going to open in August. You know, right. we just, things are still so up in the air. Um, and if they do open, can kids move into the dorms? Is that safe? What, you know, locker rooms? I mean, there are just so many things up in the air. So to me, you know, why rush it at this point? Right. We, we already know so far there are no junior tournaments through at least June, right? I mean, everything's been canceled. We still don't know about national clays. We still don't know about national hards. Um, I can't imagine those are happening. I, can't, I mean, I can't imagine that they would cancel all the pro events and then still play junior events. I, you know, weirder things have happened in our True. sport. <laughs> True. I mean, I don't think you'll see, from what I'm hearing, if you if there's no college football, I don't think you're going to see college tennis. Either. Right. You know, you're not going to see any college sports at all, potentially for the entire year, um, just with budgets and all of that. Unless, unless you're playing regionally only and, and, and all that stuff. but uh, Which there's a lot of talk about that, right? About yeah. making the season, you know, so that you can just drive to your opponent um, right. as opposed to having to get on a plane and then you can drive home so there's no need for hotels. And, right. Yeah. Um, and same thing with junior play. I mean, we're talking right. about that in terms of junior play too, which – I got to say, I mean, UTR has been pushing this for years. You know, there's no need to hop plane. There's no need to stay in hotels to get competitive tennis matches and improve player. So I, the stars have aligned for their model and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how tournament directors respond to that, how USDA, ITF, all the other tennis governing bodies respond. But, um, so what what when are you going to be back out coaching? Do you think? I have no idea, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure. I for me, this has been a good reset just to kind of focus on myself and uh, get back in shape. And I don't know. I've learned how to cook. I've learned how to use the riding lawnmower. I, I've, uh, <laughs> you know, when, as soon as I came home, a lot of things started breaking around the house. So um, slowly, I've learned how to take care of, of the house a little bit. So that's been fun. Uh, and ladies, Matt is single, so yeah, just throwing exactly. that out there. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> I, I need a girlfriend as well, so that would be nice. Uh, well, it sounds like you don't. It sounds like you've learned how to do everything, so yeah, that's now, awesome. Now yeah, you're going to make a great boyfriend exactly. when, when the right woman comes along. And now I'm going to have to cook all the time um, <laughs> and clean, which is annoying. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I've been talking to some various people about – doing some different things even outside of coaching um some would keep me in the sport some wouldn't um 
obviously there, there's some college jobs that might open up as well, but I, I, uh, I'm all, I'm all over the map and I'm, I don't want to jump at anything necessarily. I'm open to a lot of different, different things. What are you hearing from your coaching peers in terms of staying in coaching versus maybe using this as an opportunity to explore other career options? Um, that is a good question. You know, most of the people I've spoken to are still, you know, steadfast to staying in, in tennis. I, I, I don't know. Um, I haven't. No, no one's looking to leave from what I from what I've talked to. All, especially all the college coaches. No one's being furloughed. Well, actually, that's not true. I, I know one that has been, but only till July. Um, I think people are going to stay in the sport. I think people are looking to to stay in coaching. I do know. I mean. What have you heard about this ATP WTA merger? Are they is this actually going to happen, or is it just a lot of talk? I mean, I, I don't put a whole lot of faith in it at this point because right. this isn't new, right? right. This is right. It, this is just the latest iteration of a conversation that's been happening for decades. Right. And um, I, you know, I personally, I think it would be a win for tennis to have the right. tours merge. I think. You know, one of the issues that we have marketing our sport is there's too many, too many different messages being bandied about as opposed to all uniting behind one simple, clear message that tennis is great sport that, you know, we should all play it. We should all watch it. We should uh, out and support our college team. I just feel like there's been it's just like with everything. And I've been saying this, you know, on my personal social media stuff too with with public health if you don't unite behind one simple easy to understand message then your message is useless and i feel like that's what's been happening in tennis for as long as i can remember so um yeah i think it would be great if they unite i i just find it hard to believe that powers that be are going to be able to agree on a set of circumstances that you know make them both willing to sign on the dotted line but right. hey who knows i mean now now would be the time to do it with with everyone having uh i mean there's no tournament schedule so they have plenty right. of time to discuss and figure things out but uh yeah i mean I, i've spoken to people uh there's also a guy cameron uh who works with wild sports uh like b uh, lander on wheels mm-hmm. um and he wants to make like this coaches collective uh so it's like pro tour coaches kind of have a not an agent backing them but but kind of an organization that protects them and and negotiates their contracts and all that stuff so i know i mean that for me that's after being on tour as uh, as a coach i know it was a brief a brief stint it definitely gave me more appreciation of college coaching um because it's it's a tough lifestyle out there on the road week to week never coming home and yeah yeah, it's it's interesting for sure well and your relationship with your player is very different than coaching a group of juniors or coaching a college team and and just to clarify you were an assistant coach at duke you Mm -hmm. left that position went kind of into private coaching for a minute right. and then connected with Shelby and went yeah. out on tour with her as, as a coach on the pro tour on the WTA. Yeah. Um, and so just so those watching know kind of what your path has been, but that's all happened in the last year. I mean, you've had yeah. a lot of change in the last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, no, I mean, it was a great experience. I think, um, 
think, yeah, it's obviously a different relationship because in college or in, in juniors, you're kind of in control um, of what's going on. I'd say more so in college than in juniors. In juniors, the parents are paying you and potentially, you know, things get dicey when, when the paycheck's coming from the parents. But in college, you're in control and, and the kids come in and they've already had a chance to vet you and, and decide that's where they want to go and you're the guy that they want to be coached by. So it's a, there's that that trust right away on tour. I think it takes a little bit longer to build that, but at the same time, they're in charge and uh, and you know that and you want to keep them in, the, in a good frame of mind. And uh, it's not just coaching. There's, you know, you're around them 24 seven, uh, every single meal together, every practice, you know, fitness sessions, you're dropping rackets off, picking them up. I mean, it, it's, it's a 24 hour a day job. And um, that part relationally is, is definitely more challenging. And, it, and it's, it's definitely rewarding, too, and fun, but it's it's for sure challenging. Yeah. I You decided pretty quickly that wasn't the right space for you to be in right now. Right now, yeah. I mean, it's just hard. I, I respect the people that love it and do it all year round, but it is hard. I mean, I, I, I don't know how people have families and are on the road 35, 40 weeks a year. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that necessarily works for everyone, but it, it clearly does, and, and more power to the people. I felt, for me, it was hard. Like, my, my downtime on the road was, I just didn't know how to fill it properly, you know? Like, <laughs> there's so much there's so much waiting around. I think You hung out with me some. <laughs> yeah, that, that was fun. Newport, Newport was fun. Um, but in college, you know, you have so when you have downtime, you know, you have another person that bounced ideas off and a head coach or assistant coach. You have, you, know, you don't have as much downtime because you have eight players as opposed to one. Um, and when you have downtime, you're recruiting or you go home or there's, there's plenty of other things to, to fill your time. But yeah, the, the pro tour is definitely tough. Yeah. What are you seeing in college tennis in terms of, you know, where we're going to be a year from now. Um, I, you're on all these calls and yeah. so much speculation right now about sure. what's going to happen. And again, we, we all understand. It's so funny because for me, the only sport I've ever followed at all is tennis. Right. And now I find myself following all these football discussions that are going right. on because I understand the, you know, synergy between football and and every other sport on college campuses um there's a lot going on but yeah i mean do you think we're ever going to get back to what we were pre-covid 19 um i i think so i mean once once football resumes and basketball resumes and you can fill stadiums then you're going to have those budgets uh i think maybe the next couple years it could you know you might be I don't know if you're going to have to decrease the budgets a little bit um, just because of the impact of all of this on, on donor support and everything. Um, I mean, there's two ways to look at it, I think, from being on these calls. Like tennis, it's probably 1% or 2% of the overall athletic budget at, e at each of these schools. Um, so it's such a small piece of the pie. I like the birds in the background, by the way. Um, Sorry. <laughs> it's and, loud here. <laughs> but then on the other hand, we're spending, I think, more per student athlete in tennis than any other sport, which is which is kind of crazy to think about. So, if there would be a why sport is on, that? Huh? Why is that? 
Why are uh, tennis players so damn expensive? I don't know. I, I think they I think people are spending way too much, first of all. I think, um, I mean, I, I've been a part of now three different college programs, and I, and I can see the waste, uh, whether it be travel or where you stay or what you eat or the equipment costs, um, clothing costs, all of it. I, I think tennis kids are pretty spoiled, uh, especially in college. They get whatever they want. Um, not everywhere. Not everywhere, but at the Power Five level, it's yes. more and more like that. And yeah. I mean, I think one of the things we've been talking about a lot of the calls is is getting rid of pro tennis and in in college tennis is a, um, in terms of paying for it. I mean, right now, college tennis is the only sport that pays their student athletes to go to pro events. That mm. can't happen in any other sport, and I'm not sure it really adds anything to college tennis. It doesn't add. It doesn't give any value to the school it, it only helps that one student athlete and a lot of times it can take away from the rest of the team the team i was gonna uh, say in my mind it hurts the, the team because correct, a lot correct. of times the players that are on that professional kind of pathway um they choose to go play pro events rather than staying and supporting their team for team correct. events even in the correct. fall season where yeah. you know it's individual play but you're still playing under the banner of your school correct Correct. So it becomes a pretty selfish endeavor going out and, and, and it takes, you know, a lot of times, like for me at Duke, when I traveled with a couple of our players in the fall for pro events, I mean, I was gone probably a total of, you know, three, a good three week chunk out of the fall where I wasn't helping the other seven or six student athletes. So that's a, a pretty tough ask um, for a program, both financially and in terms of time commitment. So um, I think that's something they're definitely looking at now, but I think it will get back to normal. I mean, once once football and basketball are back, which you'd hope is maybe in 2021, um, I think then everything goes back to normal. And, you know, we were on a call with Dave Mullins, and he said that he had been talking to a lot of uh, athletic directors along with Tim Russell, and, and no one said any mention of cutting tennis or cutting other sports so far. So. Uh, I think that's a good sign. Yeah, I get um, a newsletter every day from it's it's for athletic directors, but um, right. it's really interesting to read because again, for someone who has never followed any sport other than tennis, I'm now learning about all these other collegiate sports and how they're managed and funded right. and all this stuff. And and so far uh, in that newsletter, I've seen very few sports cut at all and in fact some schools are adding sports right now which i found really interesting and adding non-revenue sports right yeah um, i mean I, I think hopefully you know a lot of the calls too that have been on have been talking about not just ways to uh, save money but how we can you know increase revenue with ticket sales and and different things and obviously being on, on calls with chris young he has a lot of great ideas with what he's done at oklahoma state to um, bring in a lot of donor support. So I think um, hopefully coaches, you know, in the college space can take this time to, because I, I think, like I said earlier, when you're always worried about the next recruit and the next match and, and this and that, you don't have time a lot of, uh, and, and your family and, and, and other things, you know, people don't, it's not just all about the job. Um, they don't think about some of these things and now you have plenty of time. So hopefully uh, college tennis can be a lot stronger post-COVID-19. Post 
that would be a good thing. Well, let's wind this up. We've been on yeah. for about 30 minutes now, but um, so kind of the premise behind this conversation was um, people going back to playing yeah. tennis. And, and I, like I said, I'd really hope to have a parent or two come on and talk about, you know, what they're doing. One of the things that I posed in my little list of ideas for getting back out on the court, one thing to consider is what happens when you're done playing uh, for a kid and the parents there to pick up the kid and take the kid home. So I know there's been a whole bunch of kind of discussion around safety measures, even in terms of like grocery shopping. What do you need to do with your groceries when you get them home? I'm in the camp that wipes down everything before I put it away. Um, I rinse all my produce in the sink. I wipe down all the packaging um, with uh, Lysol spray on a paper towel and let it sit. And then I put it in my cabinet. So, do we need to take those same precautions with our kids coming back? So they, they come off the tennis court, God knows what they've touched because they're kids and right. whatever. Um, they're, they're getting in the car, they're touching stuff in the car, then they're walking in the house. You know, so one of the things I suggested was, you know, having them use hand sanitizer right before they get in the car. And then as yeah. soon as they get home, um, you know, throwing their clothes in the wash and, and leaving their shoes outside maybe to air out for a few hours, even for the boys, especially changing their shirts uh, before they walk off the court, putting their used clothing, wristbands, towel, whatever, into a plastic bag, sealing it, and that goes directly into the wash when you get home. Um, anything else you can think of that, or, or am I being crazy and just this? I mean, I think that I, I think it's going to be, you know, no, I don't think you're crazy. I think it's what each person's comfortable with. You know, I've speaking to one of my best friends in Charleston and Nate Feldman. I mean, he says there's so many parents and, and kids that want to get back on the court. I mean, they have, they're overbooked, um, in terms of what they're allowed to do because they can't do group lessons. Um. So I think you're going to have a lot of parents that are in the same boat as you that, that want to take all those precautions. And then you're going to have some that don't. And I think both ways, I don't want to say both ways are fine because then I'm going to sound like I'm not taking this seriously. But I think it's just the comfort level of each parent. And, uh, no, I mean, when, when I came back from Indian Wells, my, my mom made me take off, you know, everything I was wearing straight, straight in the, the washing machine before I went upstairs. Um, and then, you know, obviously three hours later I was on a plane, but, um, I think she was more in, in your, in your boat and maybe that's because we we're both Jewish and, and <laughs> I was gonna say, it's the Jewish mama thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, I think, I think those are all great ideas. hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Well, you stay safe. Stay right, sane. I hope you get to hang out with your family soon. And, um, Same. meanwhile, enjoy your pickleball. Yeah. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Have a margarita for me. Oh, well, it's not my thing, but maybe tacos. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Good right, talking to you. Yes, take care. All, All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, please visit us online at ParentingAces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community.